pop stars. Welcome. Happy New Year. I'm excited for our show, our annual shit that got us through 2022. Deja Poo. Oh my God. So. You're not calling this one Deja Poo, too. <laughs> <laughs> Deja Poo, too. Look at you making a rhyme. <laughs> um, so, first and foremost, Happy New Year. How was your New Year? It was good. It was relaxing. I slept through it. <laughs> <laughs> How was yours? Um, yeah, it was interesting. It was eventful. You know, went to the country to see my folks and my peeps, and yeah, had a good time. Uh, you know, had went hiking and all that stuff you do in the country, and heard weird noises, and you know, set up fireworks. <laughs> it, was, it was good. And we don't um, do weird noises, y'all. <laughs> we don't. We don't. So, this show, like the others, is brought to you by us here at the Popcorn Wine Down. So, I'm really excited to see some of the things that got you through 2022. So, first of all, how was 2022 for you? Way better than 2020 or 2021. Um, I think, like, the normal has finally settled in. And um, it wasn't, I, I, I don't think 2022 was a shit storm the way that 2020 and 2021 was. Um, so, but yeah, so I, I, th- I think it went smoother than the last couple of years. What about you? Um, I agree that it wasn't the total chaotic universal shit storm that 20. 20 and 2021 were uh, but for me personally um, it was probably the hardest of the pandemic years um, you know the the adrenaline wore off uh, so to speak like the adrenaline that we were whatever it was that was getting us through 2020 2021 um, that adrenaline that whatever just kind of wore off and when I crashed I crashed really really hard so um, it was Personally, it was much more difficult for me uh, mentally and emotionally. Um, so, you know, and the, that that crash, uh, you know, just to be honest, it, it, it veered into depression. So it, it lasted for most of the latter part of the year and it, it affected everything. Like I just had no drive to do anything, you know, not be creative, not do anything. So for me, it was, it was, just, it was harder, but mm-hmm. I'm, um, I'm glad it's over and, uh, you know, I, I'm coming out of it, but it, it's still, it, it takes some work. It's still tough. It's still tough. So, um, but yeah, it, you know, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the best year from that standpoint, but you know, it, it was, I, I agree with you in the fact that I think we're finding our new normal and um, having to live with COVID. And I think now, uh, remember when we were watching K-dramas and just stuff from previous years, like, um, when we were watching videos from GOT7 BTS, um, even before the pandemic, and you would see them in masks because someone was sick or something, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's where we are now. Like, um, you know, if, if I have the sniffles now or something, it's not a full on cold, but if I have the sniffles, then I'll just put on my mask and go to work or go wherever I need to go and wear it throughout the day or whatever. So I think that's the new normal because COVID is here. Um, it's not going anywhere. Uh, and, you know, with us having this triple divic that they're calling it now, RSV, uh, I feel like I need to say RSVP, <laughs> but uh, RSV, that respiratory virus, uh, COVID and the flu, 
and just all these other airborne things. Just, you know, just I, I have a shit ton of masks and I'm ready to pull them out at any time. So, but, um, you know, just the new normal. Do you still mask all the time? Like where everywhere you go? No. Um, and it's only been in the last, I want to say, couple weeks. Like I, I stopped masking every single day. Um, maybe at the beginning of December. Um, so I went majority of 2022 wearing a mask every single day. I go to work. I had a mask on every single day. Um, and it's only been like the end of November, early December is when, um, I kind of changed it up. Yeah. I want to say I, I probably did it earlier, probably in the summer. Um, but when I traveled in the airport, um, and on the, in the airport, I, I still masked. Um, on the plane, not so much because I was sitting next to my people. Uh, but I, I still had it and ready to go. And when we walked around Universal, I didn't so much wear it, but I had it just in case I needed it. Um, and then there's sometimes there's some people when you're out and about, I'm like, damn, dude, where's your mask? You sit here sniffling, you got snot <laughs> running out of your nose, you feel like you look, you sound like you're coughing up a fucking lung. Just put the mask on. It's okay. Like that's where we are. Um, but yeah, so do you miss it? The mask? See, and the thing is, like, I'm I'm like you when you said that, you know, if you feel like a little sniffle or a little tickle in your throat or anything like that, like you put a mask on. And I still do that. So like if I wake up and I'm like, <clears throat> my, my throat feel a little harsh right there. And it could only be I need just to drink some water. But um, then I'll be like, okay, well, I need to wear a mask. And I won't wear it like 24-7. Um, but like, I'll wear it. I always have it. So I'm the person who you see who wears the mask underneath their chin just in case. Because if somebody sneezes near me, I automatically put it on. <laughs> I am that person yes I am that person or like I'll always have it like with me like you said I'm the same way I'll always have a mask with me um it's only very recently like I'll go out in public public and not have it like on my face um I will say I don't necessarily miss the mask but I feel that it's now going to be a part of my daily life. So if I feel myself getting sick, um, I'm going to be honest. I was that person before COVID. If I was sick, I still went to work. Like I didn't, you know, unless like I was on my deathbed, I had to lay down. I couldn't get up or walk. But if it was just like a little cold, I'll, I'm going to work. I'm guzzling some mucinex and I'm going to work. But now it's kind of like I'm guzzling some mucinex, making sure it's not COVID. And I'm putting a mask on um, just in case so that I don't give anybody else the cold. Um, but yeah, but do I actually miss the mask? No, but but it's still a part of my my life. So and it ain't going away. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like that. Um, right before, you know, uh, the holidays, I felt myself getting a little sick, but I only had a couple days of work and um, I felt bad. But um, and I, I made sure it wasn't COVID. I didn't have a fever. So I put on the mask and I went to work, but I kept the mask on. Um, when I was at my desk or I wasn't around people, then I kind of took it off. But if I people would come around or I have to talk, um, then I put it back on and, you know, um, but stuff like that. So that's why I said, I was like, okay, so 
I, I think now it's just, I understand those, those earlier videos where it's like, oh, you have one in math, but you know, so like I said, I think that is going to be part of our new normal um, from here on out. Like, cause you know, um, COVID's not going anywhere. You have these spikes and it, that is also part of our new normal, but I don't miss it. And I'm glad we are figuring it out. Um, as far as crowds though, have you, did you do any of that in 2022? Like, did you return to the crowd phase? Well, crowds. Besides going to movies. Well, I, I mean, yeah, because you don't really go to, like, restaurants. You were... <laughs> well, I know. I And see, that's the crazy thing is, like, I would go to restaurants when, like, and then just request to sit away from everybody else. Like, they'd be like, oh, let's sit you right here. And I'd be like, oh, can I sit over there in the corner where nobody is yet? I know y'all gonna sit people around, but can I sit over there in the corner? But, um, so I went to restaurants and movies um, is where I went, and those are the only places I still go. Like, you know, I don't do necessarily crowd, you know, events anyway, like concerts or nothing like that. Like, that just not my thing um so but yeah like that's basically what I do or maybe the mall does the mall count <laughs> yeah yeah the then I've been I have not been to the mall when it's been absolutely packed I, I that still scares me um but I have been to the mall or like Target or you know those kinds of stores or places without like my mask on my face um but actual like crowd events I haven't but then I wasn't that type of person before COVID so nothing's changed <laughs> yeah um I I've made myself like you know we returned to sporting events uh this year I went to a Notre Dame game um at Notre Dame Stadium it was great when they beat Clemson um so that was so much fun and I didn't wear the mask and it didn't bother me that I didn't have the mask, um, you know, I, I thought I would freak out, but I didn't. And it was cold enough to where I don't know that I needed it anyway, but it, it was just like, okay. So that was the first big test. Um, went to baseball games. Um, now, when we did go to the baseball games, I did have on the mask because it was earlier in the summer. Um, but gradually now I feel more comfortable about going out to the crowds. Um, in 2023, even I did, yes, and I was going to say, did I go to a concert? I did go to a concert, and I did not wear the mask. I went to see the 1975, and it, I, I think now it's just I've gotten used to not wearing it where I'm, I'm aware, but I, I'm not freaking out about being closer to people or strangers or stuff if I don't have the mask on, um, so that was really cool. So I think I am getting back to um, – that where I feel comfortable but like I say I always have it like there's there's some in my car there there's some in my bag like I I have it and I, I'm on the ready for it if I need to pull it out if I need to wear it if I'm not feeling well and I need to put it back on I will I just wish more people were like that because you see I was somewhere and this one goes I'm sick and I'm like then why the fuck don't you have on a mask I'm not mad that you're out in public and you're not feeling well She's like, it's not COVID. And I'm like, I get that. I'm not mad that you're out in public and you're not feeling well. Just put the fucking mask back on. It's okay. You know, so. <laughs> I agree with you on that part. I wish more people were um, conscious like we are on if you feel yourself getting sick in any way, even if it's not COVID, just to make other people, because that's my mindset is to make sure that other people feel comfortable around me. Like, I'm going to put the mask on because if I feel myself, like, about to, like, cough or something, I don't want to, like, even telling somebody, oh, it's not COVID, 
that doesn't make me feel better. It really doesn't because can I trust you that it's not COVID or are you just saying that just to say it because you literally just coughed in our area kind of thing. So yeah. um, so what were some other things that got you through 2022? Like we know it wasn't as hard as the other, but what what's some things that you that you kind of look forward to as you return to the new normal or you're figuring out the new normal? Oh gosh, the new normal return. What what is the I I see how, how you, you ask that question? Kind of, like, I don't, I don't know. know. That's like how would you define the new normal though? Besides like oh. masking when necessary, how would you define it? Like yeah, um, I mean we just talked about that, but um, just some other things that kind of like just got me through because um, you know I agree with you on. Uh, but I've always gone through my moments. I have mental issues, but um, but um, I think that 2022 was the year of guilty pleasures. So it was kind of like um, getting back into the things that I enjoyed before the world basically shut down. And um, but it also including things that have become part of my enjoyment and become part of my hobbies and things that I do. And a lot of those things are guilty pleasures, like things that you like, "Mm, I don't really want to tell y'all what I enjoy doing and watching this year. But um, but it got me through the year. (laughs) So that's a that's a good thing. Um, And it it was it was a lot of things. But uh, for a guilty pleasure, like. Um, so I got back into reading books, um, which has kind of gone to the wayside for a couple years, even before COVID. But um, this year, which is hilarious because you would think that the two years that we were really more stuck at home, I would be more reading. But um, I did not. I tried so many times, but I just didn't. But uh, this year I did get into um, back into reading books, but I also got back into reading. I don't know how you say Is it? Is it is it um is it manga or magna? Manga, Ma- yeah. Manga, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, I got into, I found some websites, um, and that was it for a minute. Like, it's it's not like a constant every single time, but I did get I did get into like finding um those stories because they're becoming huge now, and you know it's like comic books, but interesting story that goes along with it and the people are drawn very very weird um, but it's still like good so like I got into that for a minute so that was my guilty pleasure for a couple months um from the spring to like summer was like reading those um some other things of course my dramas um but another type of drama that I got into that is so embarrassing to admit but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to tell the pop stars. Um, I got into BL dramas. Eddie, do you know what BL dramas are? I do not. <laughs> so, don't judge me, y'all. <laughs> so um, um, BL dramas are basically like we call them, like it would be like Uncoupled. Like you remember the show Uncoupled on Netflix with um, Doogie Howser. So it would be gay, it would be gay dramas, right? But you know, in Asia, they're way more conservative than we are. So um, they don't call them gay dramas; they call them BL dramas, which is boys love dramas, um, and they're actually pretty good. <laughs> um, 
well they've gotten better over the years because I watched some older ones and they were crap but um so I got into those and kind of like getting to know like who the actors were because it's kind of like um in that industry once you join a company then you get like all these acting jobs like you're constantly in dramas and then they have to go on a whole like basically like an Asian tour. So they go all over Asia and they have an actual tour where they perform and their fans come and see them. Like it's a huge industry that I did not realize was a huge industry until really this year. But it's like a huge industry Um, in Asia. Thailand is like the country that has like the biggest industry. And then Korea and um, Taiwan are trying to like really... um, put their foot into it and get a hold of it as well um, because it's just becoming such a huge thing. Um, but yeah, but that was my guilty pleasure of 2022. <laughs> well, one of them was so are the, um, BL dramas. <laughs> so are the actors really gay? Um, it depends on, it honestly depends on the the show, right? So you do have some that are actually like the cinematography and um, the scenes are like just amazing, amazing. And then you have some that are trash. But um, I think that it depends. Like the ones who have been in the business for a while, they're actually pretty good actors. Um, but you can't necessarily tell it all the time because sometimes they do get bad scripts. So, you know, when you have a really great actor, but the script isn't that great. Um, so people would look and be like, eh, they can't, you can't really act, but they, they actually can. They're just, they don't get the best material all the time, but, um, yeah, it's, it's hit or miss. It's just like regular T it's, it's like regular TV. Like it's hit or miss. So some of them be really good. The acting will be phenomenal. And in others, it would be like, oh my God, this is your first role. And why would they give this to you? Because you can't act. Yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 it's, it's entertaining to me. So, um, yeah, so I, I like to watch them. That's all that matters. Everyone's got their something. Um, <laughs> I, I, I read a lot, too. And a lot of what I read is not for public consumption. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I got into romance novels and reverse harems. I don't know why. So that was my big guilty pleasure was reading uh, reverse harems. And, uh, what is reverse harems? Yeah. Well, you know, reverse harem is where you have one woman and multiple men. <laughs> Oh, oh, I love that. <laughs> so it's uh, sister wives, you have brother husbands or brother boyfriends or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm all for it. Um, but so that was my big guilty reading pleasure. But of course, I read other stuff too. Um, I, I, but um, I just because of work and the, the podcast, and I think uh, that was one of the things that kind of, and I, you know, I took an unsanctioned I guess from doing so much with the podcast like I said it I wasn't as creative and I just it wasn't that I, I'm not tired of the podcast I love it I want to keep going I want it to grow and do things like that so it wasn't it was me and I think one of the things that the, the mental like I gave myself permission to just be and um so I didn't write which was horrible and one of the things I want to get back into like I said I wasn't feeling very creative but I did read a lot more. Um, I didn't watch a lot of TV, and that's, you know, it's something that we were doing for the show. Um, didn't even listen to a lot of music. I just kind of enjoyed the quiet and just re- I would just read. So, um, but yeah, that was my, my guilty pleasure of reading was, uh, you know, I found myself, and I don't even know how I got into it. I think I just saw something on a book 
I was reading the blurb. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Then I'm like, what the? And I was like, oh, okay. So um, it just, yeah, it just went from there. So, uh, but that was it. That was the reading. Um, so your your boys love dramas. It, it, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, and you know what? To be honest, I've seen them. And I, I think when once you mentioned it, I've seen them and I've seen some on Netflix and um and I, I and on uh what's that other I wanna call it Lucy, but it's not Lucy. What's that other app? The Vicky? Yeah, Vicky. Okay. <laughs> <It was> a, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they are gonna be horrible with names. Um so I and I've seen some there and I'm like, okay, but to me they just never seemed I don't know. Like you would have to recommend one that I would watch because I don't want to watch something that's lifetime and I don't need anything that's gratuitous, but I need something that's honest. Does that make sense? See, but, and that's the thing. That's the reason why it's a guilty pleasure because it's like still an industry that is not mainstream and they, they're, they're popular, but they're still a, what's the word? A niche, niche. Is is that how you say it? Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, so they still are. So, like the productions of like other K dramas or Asian dramas, like they're they're not on that level at all. Like it's kind of like you have to go in not expecting like amazingness, but still like being entertained, and then just kind of ignoring some of the stuff where you'd be like, "Oh, that's low budget. That's low budget," kind of thing. But I don't know why. Like I just I got into it and. I, I'm just entertained. <laughs> I was just, I'm just entertained by it. And sometimes I got to stop them because I'll just be like, okay, this is just too bad. But, um, but there are some good ones. I can't think off the top of my head of one that I would suggest for you to watch that you would actually enjoy, though. <laughs> I'll keep it in mind. But I, like, I have some ones that are my favorites, but I don't even think you would necessarily enjoy those. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was just like, yeah, I was like, this seems so lifetimey to me, and then mm-hmm. it's like, like I said, I don't need gratuit, I don't need you to be gratuitous, I, I, you know, but I do need real, I do need real, and that was one of the things that some of the dramas, like, uh, especially the ones about relationships, it's like where you won't, where they won't even kiss, I'm like, okay, you're supposed to be in love, madly in love, but you, you barely hold hands, or you won't kiss, <laughs> Um, or, yeah. or a hug is like sex to you <laughs> yeah or when you do finally do it you do it with your clothes on and I'm like uh, <laughs> and you wake like, up completely clothed yeah it's like we're not 14 anymore so that's and that so that's still one of my things like I said we don't need the whole gratuity but I, I need I need realism I need it to be realistic so um that's one of those things so what else besides K-dramas and different genres of K-dramas, you know we're breaking out here. Um, what is, and I get it because I was talking to someone um, about, you know, uh, they were saying that they were talking to someone in LA and, and they were like, yeah, the, K, the K-pop festival here, the K-festival here is sold out. And I'm like, because it's just become so popular. Um, and I'm like, it's the BTS effect. It's the... Uh, gosh parasite effect where you just have this this perfect moment an explosion of you know people being interested in the culture now the pop culture 
And um, and it really is a good product. It really is entertaining from the music to the dramas. There's something for everyone. But, you know, um, and like it started off with our love of BTS. But from there, you know, it spun out to, okay, we like BTS. Who else would I like um, in the music scene? And we found um, other other artists um, that we like, other groups and artists that we like. And we're still discovering, you know, three years later, we're still into k-pop and the music uh beyond bts and also you know it's grown into dramas and movies and other things that we like so it, it's only natural that it would branch out to see the other dramas and other types of dramas and that we would in movies that we would enjoy so I, i'm not mad at you go on with your bl <laughs> um so what else? What are some of the other things that got you do? Are there any particular musical pleasures? You know, and I know we talked about music a lot um, on our, our, our last breakdown shows, but. You mean besides you know. what you just said about K-pop? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like I discovered I love a, another group more than BTS now, but um, other than that, like. No, so I got seven. Huh? 17.7? 17. 17. Well, GOT7's always been number one. They're, they've always been, since I discovered GOT7, they've always been number one. But um, but 17 has definitely moved very high up on the list. Um, yeah. Like, their personality, their history, like, it, it's just, you know, and then listening to their old music, because that's what I do. I go back and listen to the older stuff, and they're really good. Like, really good. They got some they got some misses, but so does BTS. <laughs> so, um, but they, they're really, really good. Um, I will say another, um, I got into, not a lot, but I'm slowly starting to see that um, Netflix... Um, recently made a deal <clears throat> with their um, entertainment industry. And so uh, you're going to see an influx of a lot of their shows. Um, I- Indian shows and movies. Um, that's becoming, uh, at least for me, I guess maybe because I watch a lot of shows from other countries. So um, shows and movies from India, as well as from the Nordic countries, uh, Norway, Sweden, Finland, um, those countries, they have some really good shows um, over there as well. Well, acting is just phenomenal um, all around. You just got to find the right show or movie. But um, so I guess like another thing would be Netflix has become like my number one streaming service that I watch all the time. Like, I feel like there's not a day that I'm not on Netflix and watching something else. Um, but then, you know, uh, so yeah, I would say Netflix as well. Definitely got me through 2022. <laughs> definitely um, got me through 2022. <laughs> I, I agree. Netflix is the, and I love Netflix, but Netflix is so frustrating with the way they cancel shows. Like you'll get into it and you'll find out oh god it's been canceled and I hate that um but I do applaud them and give them credit um for also introducing us to a lot of shows from other uh, countries you have South American countries um like you said the Nordic countries some of the shows from Mexico and Central America South America they're really really good too Mm -hmm. aside from the Korean dramas um the Nordic countries there was one that I watched I can't remember what it was gosh 
but I have a whole list and a lot of the stuff on there is not even Western. Um, and of course, I love British dramas. I don't know. The Brits do TV pretty damn well. Um, I have to give it to them. Um, and it, again, it's not gonna phenomenal. Be, yeah, it's not going to be, you know, it's something for everyone, but I love British shows. Um, sometimes they can be a bit of a slow burn, but it's just because for them, um, sometimes it's, it's more about the drama and the acting. And so with, with your British shows, you got to realize that sometimes you are going to get the slow burn, but it's really good. And the payoff is usually worth it. Um, but yeah, so I agree with you. Um, I love Netflix for exposing us to uh, shows from different cultures and um, different things. And you kind of realize that, hey, we all kind of have our own um we're not so different after all. It's the thing that you kind that you that you realize, you know, um, we're not as different as you would as as we would think as we would like to think. Sometimes um, a lot of the problems are just uh, boiled down to us being human and have to do with the human condition. So I love that. I'm going back to seventeen. Did you hear Vernon's? Uh, what did you think about Vernon's the single or debut or whatever you want to call it? I didn't like it. I want to say you about. You know, I I wasn't I wasn't crazy about it either, and I, I I wanted to like it. I really did, and I I appreciated the video. Like the video to me was the best part because it was just kind of creative, but the song itself, I don't know what was, I don't know. I I just wasn't crazy about. It. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was just meh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I um. So, like, Vernon used to be my favorite member of Seventeen, and he's no longer my favorite member. He's one of my favorites, but he's not my favorite. And um, I was just like, oh, okay, he's coming out with a single. Okay, let's see how this goes. And as soon as it premiered, like, I watched it, and I was just like, huh. Because I actually... I try not to watch their um, music videos and their new songs with the subtitles on because I kind of want to like listen to it first and see if I like like, you know, the um, the beat and the flow of it uh, before I get into like, what are the lyrics really saying? But the my subtitles was already on there from another um, thing I was watching. So the subtitles on there and I was just like, this don't make no sense. <laughs> I was just like, it don't make no sense. So unfortunately, Love Vernon was not a fan of his single. Um, yeah, staying with the K-pop. Um, one of my guilty pleasures, and I think um, 2022, um, my my uh, the. My love for a group has really grown, and I, I actually watched more of their stuff, like more of their variety shows um, or just more of their little specials. Um, I even subscribed to their YouTube channel so they would stay in my feed so I would know when they did Stray Kids? stuff. Um, Stray Kids has been there. Yes, I love Stray Kids. Um, I've always liked Stray Kids. But um, so, I, and that's, they're not a guilty pleasure to me. I, I love Stray Kids. But um, no, it was wavy. Because, you know, I'm um, not a big fan of NC7, of NCT. Um, I like members of NCT, which is amazing, which is weird. Um, I like it when they do their solo stuff or when they do their group duet stuff, but just as far as, and I like songs of NCT, but I haven't found a whole album that I like from NCT. But um, I don't know if it was because of Lucas and Ken, 
that I became a Wavy fan. Um, and I had high hopes for their album. And I, yeah, um, there are a couple of songs on there I really love. But overall, that the album was just like, it was mid for me. It was like, eh, okay. And it was a disappointment because I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, they're talented, and they they deserve so much better than the material they got. I don't know. Um, but, and it, it isn't even, like, I'm, like, the people still calling for Lucas to come back. Dude, it's been a year and a half. He's not coming back. I hope not. Because, like, you know, Super M about to come out this year. I don't know when, seeing as how Kai about to roll up in the military. But, <laughs> um, you know, um, they'll probably do Huh? They'll probably do it. I know they'll probably do it before he goes. Like, yeah, like, but it's such a short window between when he goes and when um, Taemin comes out. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would like to see like how they're gonna get that done because it's a short window. It's like maybe six weeks tops on um, you know, between Taemin getting out if he gets out on time and um, Kai going in. But anyway, um. And they were like how, oh, you know, this means Lucas is coming back. And I was just like, I hope not. I said, it's done. Like, like they came back with Wavy. I feel like the sign is Wavy came back. They did a comeback and he was not part of it. And if it was an opportunity for them to bring Lucas back, it would be with Wavy. And they did not do it with Wavy. I just don't see them doing it with Super M. Yeah, I feel like. And I think we talked about this before. I feel like Wavy did. I feel like it's more of Wavy not wanting him back um, than anything else. Um, I don't know. It, it just I get the vibe. Like they, they, he's not necessarily missed. Like, that's just the yeah. vibe I'm getting. That's the vibe <laughs> I get too. Like, it seems like they have maybe better chemistry without him. Um, I don't know what it was, but it's going to be, to me, the issue goes beyond him being a horrible boyfriend um, and stringing along these girls. Not saying what he did was right. I'm, I'm not saying it at all. It, it wasn't. But it, it, to me, it, it, all of this goes beyond that. Um, his, him not being a part of, him no longer being a part of NCT. And like you said, if anything, if any, if any time that they were going to bring him back, especially after a year, especially after him serving his quote-unquote penance or whatever, it would have been at this point with Wavy because enough time has passed where they could have eased him back in there. They could have made a big deal about Lucas coming back or just, you know, but it, it doesn't seem, like you said, it doesn't seem like he's missed. But um, I will say I was kind of disappointed. They, did, they have become my guilty pleasure. I love Tim. I love Win-Win. Um, and so I... And I can I can name all of Wavy, so um, that lets you know that I took the time to learn their names. So that lets you know I do love I do like Wavy, I really do. Um, I, I just need them to get better material. Um, and so um, now since we're on this, and I'll, I, I'm <laughs> going to kind of mix it up a little bit. What is something that you're looking for as far as musically for 2023? Um, looking forward to, especially from K-pop. Like we talked about Super M. Are you excited about that or you just want to see? No, I wasn't a fan of theirs um, when they came out. Uh. Yeah. But you know what? Real quick before you go, I'm sorry. Uh -huh. I, I think how they're going to do the Super M thing, I think it's going to be like how they did EXO. Remember when all the members of EXO came back before Bacon went in and they did that amazing album? 
and it, they really didn't do, they had that one video and they really didn't do a lot of pub, but they dropped the album or the EP and because all the other members had come back from EXO and then Bacon was going in. So I think it might be something like that for Super L. Could I, be, I, could I, be, because Bacon's getting out in March, I think, so. Yeah, that will, that will cure some of my BTS heartbreak <laughs> and that will keep me from missing BTS so much because you know how I feel about Bacon. Like <laughs> he is bacon, eggs, pancakes. He's like the whole damn breakfast. I love me some bacon. Okay, I, I ride for bacon. All right, you ride for okay. bacon. Okay, I ride for bacon. Um, so now I'm sorry. Now, what were you saying about Super M? Are you excited about that? Um, no. Well, I wasn't a fan of theirs beforehand. I'm a fan of the members of Super M. So I'm kind of like you with NCT. Um, I am a fan of the members of Super M, but their music, I'm not a fan of, I'm not necessarily a fan of SM groups and their music. So, um, you know, it's very rare for me to find an artist under SM Entertainment that I actually really, really love and can listen to on repeat. Um, but their artists, like the personality that they show to the world, I, I fall for that. So um, I think that um, overall their vibe, I like the vibe of all the members of, well, almost all the members of Super M. I used to be a fan of Lucas, but I can no longer support that. So I'm okay with him never coming back. Like I'm just on that um, train. Um, but I do like all the other members of Super M. And, you know, wish them all the best of luck. And I'm hearing the excitement that's coming out for the, from their fans um, since it's been so long um, since, you know, they came out. But another group um, that I'm actually interested in the concept. I want to know how they're going to do it, but the concept. Um, so they did a, a female version of SM, I mean, of Super M. And um, it's called uh, Got the Beat. And I actually like, I'm also like a fan of like that concept. And I think that if SM really, you know, does the work that that can be a big thing. But with that one, they're going to be rotating their female artists out in and out of that group. Like they were supposed to do for Super M, but can't do it. Seeing as how you pick the most popular members of all the groups. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so they're going to be rotating them in. So they're coming out with their first mini album. Um, I don't know necessarily when it's supposed to be coming out, but they're coming out with their first mini album. So I'm excited about that. Um, Monster X comes out as well. So I'm excited uh, to see what they're coming out with. Um, always excited about um, Monster X, especially, you know, with the changes and the dynamics and everything like that. Um, TXT comes out at the end of the month. Um, I'm excited about TXT. Like, I, I, I hope they do better than N hyphen has been doing. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like there there are a couple artists that I'm really excited to kind of see what they're gonna be putting out this year, um, compared to others. Well, groups, if we're just talking about groups. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited for Monster X. Um I I am excited i'm not excited super m is like ncc i love like um at first and i i think because when it came out i was so deep into my bts bubble and i'm like this is an obvious play at you trying to you know chip away at bts whatever but um 
as I, it, but I, I think Lucas was the first one. I was like, ooh, okay. And I became a Lucas fan and then kind of like everybody else, but I'm with you. I'm, I'm over the Lucas thing, whatever. Um, but I, here's the thing. I love them all individually. Kai's uh, two solo projects were amazing. Uh, Tay Min's last solo project, I think his last two, but especially the one right before he went into the military, phenomenal. Um, bacon, you know how I feel about my bacon. Uh, Mark, you know, he, he, he's just Mark, you know. Um, I, he's probably my least, like, favorite, but... Um, and then 10, of course, you know how I feel about 10. So I, I'm like, what does that say about SM that we like members of their group individually, but we're not really crazy about their group? I mean, it's like you have all this talent, but, and I guess you can't complain because NCT is one of the most popular groups or whatever. And, it is. XO2, but it's just like, dude, you can do more. Like, I don't know. But, but they um, do see, and that's the thing. Our opinion is they could do more, but SM is killing it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so maybe it's us, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So, but Monster X, obviously, um, I am excited about TXT. Um, I'm surprised that we haven't had more than just the snippets that we have. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm thinking that you know that this would be I'm, I'm thinking it will be good I, I think Thursday's Child maybe I'm not saying that it was experimental because a lot of people love Thursday's Child I just wasn't crazy about it um but I'm looking forward to them I'm also looking forward to uh new jeans like I love new jeans I the more I listen to them the more I freaking love them so um I I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what their second one is going to uh be like too um and we'll see. And uh, if Blackpink officially leaves um, JYP to go to their affiliate label. Um, but They're staying. Oh. They're not going to um, leave. Just like G-Dragon is staying. You think G-Dragon is going to stay too? Yeah. I think G-Dragon is going to stay. He's already promoting that he's coming out with his latest album this year. After taking a break and still making millions, <laughs> and um, I can honestly see um, Blackpink re-signing um, with YG. I, I can, because they're the biggest group and they get whatever they want. It's not like they're not getting what they want. Icon didn't sign because they were not being respected as an artist anymore, and they weren't getting what they needed to be successful. So I can understand them them leaving as a group, which is great. I chalked that up to uh, Got7 doing it. Now everybody else can see it is possible to do that. Um, although I heard there's another group before them that did it, but nobody as successful as Got7. <laughs> and, um, but like, yeah, I think just with Blackpink, people are talking about it, them moving to the Black label. I just don't see it um, just based on how successful they are as solo artists and as well as how successful they still are as a group um, that they can even do their solo projects and not come out with an album for two years and still be top of the charts when they do come out. I think um, that says a lot about, um, you know, what they bring to the table as well as what YG is willing to do for them. And G-Dragon is chilling, so. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, as far as mainstream music, uh, we have uh, so Kelly. Oh, we were talking about this early. Kelly Clarkson um, is supposed to be coming out with a divorce-inspired album. Yes, <gasps> Seriously, like yes. Adele level? Like I'm, I'm thinking so. Um, uh, at the end of this month, uh, Sam Smith is coming out with an album, um, and. I'm interested to see what it will be. Uh, you know, I loved his earlier stuff. His later stuff has been hit or miss. It's been more like songs here or there rather than full albums that I've liked from him. Um, Ed Sheeran is come, supposed to be coming out with another album. Um, I think, you know, I, maybe he's out of his mathematics phase. I don't know. Because Equal, um, Equal Sign was more, was another one of those albums for me that was, uh, that had singles, it had songs, but the album as a whole was not my favorite. Um, so, you know, uh, that those are just some of the big names so far. Uh, that I need Ariana Grande to come out with something else. Oh, yes, Lord, that position, that's still on Girl Tooth. What, what is it now? Two years later, yeah. two and a half years later, I'm still on that position. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we'll see, you know, I'm sure as, as the year comes out and the other artists comes out, we'll talk about it. I'm sure we'll do another K-pop comeback. I really love those. I, I really like those shows. So, you know, um, but yeah, that's just musically what we have. Um, was there any TV show? Well, we talked about your K-dramas. Um, was there anything else that got you through 2022? Besides my K-dramas? Yeah. Honestly, no. <laughs> Like, there's not a necessarily, I mean, we talked about it in our favorites of 2022. And I, you know, I mentioned like, all of the shows and movies that I just absolutely loved. But when we think about what got me through this year, like what I constantly can turn back to, um, if I just wasn't feeling it, if I just wasn't mentally like, you know, 100, um, it's going to be my K dramas and my BL dramas and, uh, you know, uh, those shows, non-English speaking shows, because I did get into some Nordic dramas as well and movies that uh, entertain me and I've watched multiple times. But um, yeah, so it was like non, I would say not even just K-dramas, but non-English speaking shows um, were definitely part of the list of things that got me through 2022. So the other shows, like the Nordic shows, do you watch with the dubs or do you watch with the subtitles? Um, I watch it with the dubs um, and then I watch it with the dubs the first time and then the second time if it's really good the first time with the dubs and when I watch it the second time I actually watch it with the subtitles it's weird because it's like why don't you watch it with the subtitles first but I don't like my second go around I'll put the subtitles on because I kind of know what's coming now um, and I can enjoy it and I can focus on the acting um, because that's what really gets me about non-English um, speaking movies and TV shows is the phenomenal acting. Because, um, you know, sometimes we can think that we, you know, wrote the book on amazing acting. We did not. And so just kind of seeing the acting listening to their to them speak the lines themselves because sometimes those dub voices can be very annoying um but yeah so it's both yeah um you know what i need netflix to do i need netflix to come out with the history right to the shows that you've already watched uh what i like they, they need to do that like have a place in your library that says shows that you've watched um 
you know. Oh, yeah. Although I do have the that now. <laughs> oh, because you're like, like, I write it down, but sometimes, like, you know, since we've been off, I've just been streaming so much, sometimes I forget to write it down. But that's one of the things I'm going to get better at this year is keeping a track of, uh, of different shows that I watch, um, even aside from what we do on, 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 the, on the podcast. I do that on my, oh, go ahead. No, you do that on what? No, I was going to say, like, for um, another thing was, like, for my planner for 2023, I now have a section on where I'm keeping track of everything that I read, as well as everything that I'm watching. Because that's one thing that I've always wanted to do is keep track of not only because I, I have a web, there's a website that I can keep track of all my Asian shows that I watch. So I can actually see what I've watched, what I still need to watch, all of that. Um, but I want to keep track of all the shows that I watch because I do watch a lot of TV, not only K-dramas, but I do watch a lot of regular um, TV. And I forget sometimes what I watch. And I'll be like, wait, did I watch this already? Like, <laughs> like, did I like it? Did I not like it? So I put a section in my planner where I'm keeping track of everything that I watch and I'm rating it um in my planner just so keep myself like okay let me see how much stuff I've watched like am I still on that level of watching like over a hundred shows a year kind of thing oh so we might be getting Tammy's watch list back up huh <laughs> um yeah yeah so I'm I'm doing that too I do that I, I started like I said I started doing it for music and um the different stuff that I listen to um, different songs like I would do it on a weekly basis and then you know just like I said kind of fell off but um, so are there any TV shows uh, from the list that you've seen so far and you know like I said just now from what we know um, is there anything that you're looking forward to coming out maybe just in January or just that we the big shows that you know are debuting this year are you looking uh -huh. forward to I would say quite a few. So I am really excited about Bel Air season two, um, Bridgerton season three, as well as the Queen Charlotte prequel um, that's supposed to be coming out. I'm really, really excited about that. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Jeannie and Georgia season two is coming out. I'm definitely interested to see where they're going to take that story because um, I enjoyed the first season. Um, I'm hoping for some renewals for, um, some renewals of some shows, uh, like the recruit, which I just watched, which was phenomenal. Um, another, uh, show is young Royals has not been renewed for season three. I'm really hoping fingers crossed that they gets renewed and it doesn't get Netflix. Um, you see, it's a lot of streaming shows, right? Yeah. <laughs> you see regular TV, my bad. Um, Regular TV, I mean, this stuff is, a, the, my regular shows are already on TV. Like, they're already going through their season. So, am I waiting for the second half? Sure. But I got to watch the first half in order to be excited about the second <laughs> half. Um, which I guess I'll be binge watching over the summer, a lot of this. But, um, yeah, when it comes to, like, streaming services, oh, there is a movie. I know we were talking about TV shows, but there's a movie. I'm reading the book. I'm reading the book right now. I already told you about it. And the movie is coming out in the early part of this year and I'm really excited about it. Um, the book is called Red, White and Royal Blue. And um, I love this book, love this book. I have not been able to finish it yet because I've just been so busy with work, um, but I'm reading it and I just love it. Cannot wait to see how it ends. And um, they're making a movie. Amazon Prime is making a movie. So I'm definitely excited about that as well. 
Um, yeah, uh, TV shows, I, I admit, um, I have the same ones as you, uh, and I will add Outer Banks to the list, because I, I love Outer Banks, um, that's, and, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of other stuff coming out that I can't think of off the top of my head, but, um, I'm going to be more into it this year, uh, and my regular shows, like, I really, 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 I need, I need something. I need them to tell me something about All American. I need someone to pick up All American. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I I love the show. It, it deserves even if they pick it up just for a year, um, unless you know they know that this is the final year for sure that they don't want to shop it. Um, it deserves. We deserve to have a great um, send off for All American. Love it. Um, I Chicago PD is good. It's still on the list, but it's not just must watch for me anymore um I can go an episode or two and I I catch up on it but um I love my FBI shows you know those are kind of like Tuesday nights all about my FBI um from most wanted international to the OG FBI again shout out to Zico Zaki use a sexy one man use a sexy one um (laughs) But <laughs> he is. I'm just going to say, like, he's one of those, you know, sometimes he's one of those men that whenever I say his name or I think about him, the song that automatically goes through my head is Sexy Motherfucker by Prince. Like, sexy, that's, like, there's just men like that, that whenever I see, whenever I envision them, I say the name, the background music is Sexy Motherfucker by Prince. Like, that, I'm okay. sorry, that's just me. Um, but, yeah, so, um, Anything else that you're looking forward to in 20 or anything else that got you through 2022? Um, I'm looking forward to, and I've said this before, really getting back into reading. Um, I used to read a lot. And this year um, I even made a section, um, like I said, in my planner um, for my reading list. And I'm just hoping to stick to it and to focus on just reading Um because I feel like reading builds your intelligence as well and your vocabulary and all of that. So uh, I definitely want to get back into that. Um, okay, well, that, I have a suggestion then. What? Hear me out. I mm-hmm. suggest that we at least once a quarter uh, review a book and we can do it on um, extra butter. Just make it an extra thing. Like we'll pick a book, like our popcorn wine down book club. And we'll just read the book and we'll review it. I'm writing it down. Uh oh, uh oh, that means my idea got traction, y'all. She took this paper. <laughs> now we'd have to figure um, what books we both enjoy enough to want to review. Yes, but you, um, you, you pick a book, I pick a book. We we're either gonna like it or we won't. That's you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. I wrote it down, which means that it's actually in my thought process. So uh, good idea, Eddie. <laughs> I mean, just hold us accountable for, you know, reading. And we'll we'll do mainstream. We don't have to do my reverse harems or anything like that. But, you know, um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily want to review that anyway. You know, some things are just best for personal consumption. Oh, well, I, have, but, I, I will say I have the first book that I would want to review with you. Okay. Because it's what on it? my list to read. And I haven't read it yet, but it is on my list to read. And that is Legend Born. Because okay. I have only, you told me amazing things about it, but I've only heard amazing things from, um, I'm in this Facebook um, book club, and I've only heard amazing things from the Facebook book club as well um, about this book. So I was just like, I put it on my list, 
So we're definitely going to have to, I even purchased it on Kindle. Um, so we're definitely going to have to, I'm going to put that down as our first book that we will review. Okay, cool. I'm all for that. Um, mm-hmm. So when, some of the things I want to do, I, I want to travel more this year. Um, I, I've been, the last few years I've been bitten by the traveling bug and just, you know, made short, quick trips to Mexico and just because of the pandemic, you know, it's really kind of hard to figure out where you can travel and what the restrictions are. But since we're getting to the new normal, um, it's, it's getting easier to travel. So I want to do more international traveling. We're both traveling around the U.S. There's some cool places to go here. Um, I think we take it for granted because we live here. But, you know, um, going to more concerts. I already have my first concert of the year planned. I'm going to see SZA and Omar Apollo. Yay. I'm going to Austin Oof. for that one. SZA and Omar Apollo. Oh, okay. okay. Um, going to Austin for that one. Yay. Um, going to see New Edition. That's just old school nostalgia. Um, seeing them in concert. Uh, I have to, but I kind of, I, I think it's just, it's not the same, but, you know, it's just kind of like one of those nostalgia things, you know, like, okay, cool. Um, and Janet Jackson. Ooh. So, yeah. Oh, I am jealous of that one. Definitely yeah. jealous of that. Uh, It cost me a kidney, so I don't know if you want to be <laughs> jealous. Um, like I which, say, which Janet deserves. <laughs> Yeah, she coughed me a kidney, maybe a partial <laughs> partial lung, but she she coughed some body parts. She did. Um, you know, if 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 it wasn't COVID, I might have to get out and shoot stuff in that. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to going to concerts and I I I was talking to a friend. I hope they get this Ticketmaster situation figured out because I don't even go to Ticketmaster anymore because you just know that you're going to have to go to like StubHub or whatever to get tickets. And it's ridiculous to mark up, but I guess that's just our new reality at the moment. I'm not paying my whole, I'm not getting a heart transplant to go see fucking Taylor Swift. Although I would go if it wouldn't cost me like my heart. Cause dude, those <laughs> tickets are ridiculous. Like we fucking ridiculous, but you know. Um, so that's, that's, you know, traveling, I'm going to more concerts. I'm just getting back into myself. Like I, I'm still playing tennis and I love tennis. So I'm not giving that up. Um, but I also am going to get back um, to, you know, returning the podcast and the website to the level which you pop stars have become accustomed. And I truly apologize, uh, you know. Um, but also um, focusing on growing the podcast and doing more with it and just being more creative, just getting back to myself. That's one thing that I am really looking forward to is just getting back uh, to me and uh, hopefully having a better uh, 2023 personally, mentally, and emotionally than I did in 2022. Um, going to museums too. Like I just miss doing so much um, that I used to do. And now we're starting to be able to get back to it. So um, mixing some of the old with the new, discovering the new me, um, new lights, you know, new things, and getting back to um, some of the things that I've always loved to do that really hadn't been able to do uh, during those pre, uh, during those uh, pandemic years. Now we're just what? How, what do you call it when you're living with something? Uh, I can't. We can't say post-pandemic because we're not out of it like truly, but you know. So yeah. <laughs> But that's it, you know. What a, so I think 
you got anything else to add? Anything more you want to? No, I just wish all the pop stars a fantastic 2023. I hope your year gets better and better, better than it was in 22, better than it was in 21, and definitely better than it was in 2020. Um, you know, and I just hope to do the same to just, you know, live life to the fullest. That's my motto for this year. <laughs> Focus on me and live life to the fullest. Yes, it is. And so, um, having said that, pop stars, um, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and continuing to listen and grow with us. Um, been there through the growing pains, and I think we've gotten better at this, and we look forward to continuing to improve. Um, we will be taking a hiatus uh, for January, and we will be coming back. Season four will officially, yay! will officially begin in February. Um, February 1st will be our first uh, brand new episode of the year. So you have that to look forward to. And like I say, um, different things. We're continuing to grow and learn and hopefully um, be able to to bring you um, some more new features and, um, you know, get back to some of the old features that you've come to enjoy and love. So continue to uh, like, follow, subscribe, listen, and catch up on any episode that you may have missed this year. Um, wherever you stream your favorite podcast, I can guarantee you we are there. Oh, my God. Breaking news. Just found out that Matthew Lawrence is dating TL Chili from TLC. No way! <laughs> Look at us. Breaking, breaking news. <laughs> Cheryl Burke from Oh my God. Okay, so just broke that. See, you see, see, already setting the trend for the new year. Breaking news, breaking news. Nice. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So that lets you know we're going to be back better than ever. But yeah, uh, <laughs> after the hiatus, so tune in, catch up, and we will see you back in February. And until, and in the meantime, also be sure to check out um, our likes um, and uh, actual list of our favorites and things from 2022 on the website. You can always uh, check us out, the popcornwindown.com. Poppity pop, pop, pop. Also, it's finally getting my sound effect. We will see. But until next time, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Bye. Peace.